everyone, welcome to At This Performance Podcast. I'm your host, Jennifer Lynn. Join me for conversations with people in the theater world. You never know who's going to show up or what we'll talk about. So silence your cell phones. The show is about to begin. So yes, it is boy band project time again. I know, I know I do this a lot, but you guys like it. It's fine. And I met today's guest while actually seeing Boy Band Project. He immediately had me with his amazing voice. So please welcome Christopher Brassfield. Hi, Chris. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> I'm so happy to have you here. I'm so happy to be here. I'm so happy to be here. I'm finally, I'm here. I'm here. Yes, yes. <laughs> I guess let's just jump right into Boy Band Project since that's what I yeah. pretty much mentioned. Now I've seen you at like a bunch of brunches and when you guys did mm-hmm. 54 Blow and all that stuff. But mm-hmm. how did you actually get involved with the Boy Band Project? Well, um, during 2020, I was, most performers, it was, I was in a complete drought. I was making, like creating my own music and kind of doing some like online projects and things like that. But then um, I heard either through a friend or I may have saw an ad or something on Playbill.com. And I just decided, you know, I'm going to send in my stuff. I'm going to send in my information. And from that, Travis contacted me, and that was that. I was in rehearsal, and the next thing you know, I was off to the races. <laughs> I've been doing it ever since. It's been about oh, a year and a half, two years now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah we yeah. started around the same time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's been a great so, ride so far, though. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yes, I lo- listen. I love it. I love it. I keep keep coming to see you guys. Yes, you do. I love it. Yeah. And now you normally play the bad boy. I which do. You are no way a bad boy. <laughs> <laughs> I am not. I am not. I always smile. Sometimes you do. Sometimes uh, Travis switches it around. I, I still sing the bad boys material, but he switches the roles around because, you know, sometimes I'm just too smiling. You, are, <laughs> you smile a lot for you, but they're a boy next door. <laughs> yeah, I'm very much so. <laughs> Do you want to learn any other tracks? Well, I mean, I might have learned another track. I haven't told Travis yet. Like sensitive. <laughs> but he's been asking me to learn the sensitive track for like a long sensitive. time. And I kind of know it now. I mean, just honestly, just from doing the show so much, I basically know it now. I would have to obviously go, you know, rehearse it. But but yeah, I think that one might be the next one I will try. We will drive anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> you do I'll let you know. I'll let you know. Exactly. Once I tell Travis. Once you tell Travis. This. I'm gonna send this straight to Travis now. Okay, good, good. <laughs> okay. So uh one of actually the first shows that I saw you been talking about, like actual like show show be- besides Boy Band Project, was Smokey mm-hmm. Joe's Cafe. And you actually yes. done that show a bunch of times. And um <laughs> whoever hasn't seen actually if you want to hear i who have nothing sung by chris oh my gosh first of all your jaw will be on the floor but google your <laughs> friend so do that so what is it about that show that keeps you going back to it well um mostly we've had such a long history with that show and i feel like it's come in in very landmark parts of my life every time i've done the show also so the it was the very first show i ever did professionally when I was 19. Uh, I was in North Carolina and I did it at the Blue Hour Cafe is what it was called at the time. I'm not even sure if it still exists now, if Billings even there anymore. We had a little cabaret space in the back and we decided to mount a version of Smokey Joe's Cafe. And I got paid very little, but it was my first professional show. So it was, it was really amazing to me at the time. It was pretty awesome. 
And I work with some really, really great people. Some people who are still, you know, working today. Then after that, I've done it a couple other times. One other time that was a very landmark time, I did the 20th anniversary tour with the Coasters. So uh, experiencing the show with people who sang the music when the music was first written and on the radio was another, a totally different experience. So that was pretty great. And then of course, recently... It was the last show I did, and it was the show, before the last show I did, it was the show that you saw me in. Yeah, that was literally right before, well, no, you did, like, one of your first previews, like, right, like, right in between all the Broadway shows reopening. Yeah, it was the first show back from the pandemic for me, yeah. Mm -hmm. I had had my dress rehearsal, then you guys had your first preview, so I went to that or whatever, and then it was all right right everything's open everything's open right exactly yes yeah so it's my first show back from the pandemic and then the last show i've done now i'm going off to another show but yes but yeah yeah you have uh yeah that's like your comfort show i guess it is my comfort show i feel i i feel like i know it very well but every time i do it i get a chance to discover something different because you know, it's a it's a show that had, people can put new life into it just depending on who it is and who's directing it, who's choreographing it, but literally who's in the show. It's a whole new life. So every time it felt different, which was really great. So I got to learn something every time, but still feel comfortable and knowing what I'm stepping into for the most part. Yeah, you normally play Victor. I do. I play Victor the last four times I've done the show, <laughs> four or five times, something like that. A bunch. <laughs> a bunch of times. You also did the Book of Mormon tour. So how long were you on that tour? I did. I was on that tour for about two years. It was really, really fun. Tours are always fun and always a little life changing because you get to you just get to travel and I don't want to say live carefree because you have to work, so it's not carefree. But you get to live a little freer than a regular stable you know, sit at home and go to work kind of jobs. It was, that was very exciting, but the show was also pretty exciting. It was just, (laughs) it's just a really funny show. Some people love it. Some people hate it, um, but it's a really funny show. It was really fun to be a part of that every day. And everyone I worked with was actually really, really kind and genuine people. So it was a family backstage with the crew as well. um, Because a lot of the crew travel with us also. We've got crew from certain cities but most of the crew the crew that you know knew what was going on and had to teach the other people they traveled with us as well um so that was part of our family also so it was a really really great time it was a two years is a long time to be on the road but having people that were kind and actually good people was really nice yeah well well while on that tour you did specifically in, in houston you got to watch mission control at nasa i did that was, was that you know, that was like that's like so awesome it was incredible oh my gosh it was incredible so we were at the apollo 13 like where they that place i'm sure there was a bunch of different apollos but you know we all saw the movie um, so we got to take pictures and things in there and that was really awesome they it was a whole museum there's a whole like setup and everything to get to it but you know when we were in there they like gave us the whole experience of what it was like and um we got to see some original like artifacts and things that were in the room at the time so that was 
it was pretty cool. It was pretty exciting. Oh my gosh, that must have been just like because when I saw that picture, I was like, I have to ask him about yes. this. Yes, <laughs> like I need, was, I need to know the details. It was definitely <laughs> highlight, and they definitely um they gave us like a private tour because you know we were there for the week, so they yeah. gave us like a little private yeah. escorted tour through there. So it was it was really great. It was really really great. Wow, wow. If I had a time machine, mm-hmm. I would travel back to the year two thousand sixteen, mm-hmm. so I can see you as Benny in in the height. Oh yes. Oh wow. So, do you identify with Benny in any way? In some ways, I do. In the in the way that I, well, okay. So in 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 the heights, Benny to me was kind of, you know, up in the city by himself trying to make it. I know he had family, but he was kind of up here by himself trying to make it somehow. And he didn't. He wasn't going to be, you know, working for someone his whole life. He was trying to create his own path and uh, become his own person and make his own moment in the world. So in that regard. Absolutely. Absolutely. A thousand percent do I connect with that. I came to New York with no family up here. I didn't have a mentor up here. I came up here pretty much on my own. Yes, of course, I had my family supporting me and telling me, rooting for me and everything back home, but back home is, is in Alabama. So that's, it's pretty far. So I do, I do understand the, you know, moving up to the big city and trying to figure it out and make it on your own and make your own path and not, you know, just work work behind someone or work at a restaurant or or just do some move to the city and do something that doesn't fulfill your dreams but work to be the best person you could be make your own dreams come true so i definitely relate to that yeah i i definitely that whole show is just one it's one of my favorites me too and just like you can see like you can identify with a lot of different characters Mm -hmm. in that show as far as like you know even if you have like the tiniest dream or big dream, it doesn't matter. No, you know? little dreams, big dreams, a dream is a dream. I just I just think that he had really, really big dreams. And I, I understand that. I really get that. Yeah. Yeah. And you worked at one of my favorite theaters. You worked at Paper Moon Playhouse and you were in Hairspray. Yeah. And did you ever get to go on a seaweed? Not at paper mill, I didn't, but I've done hairspray a bunch of times as well. <laughs> but I did not, I did not go on a seaweed there. But that was a really, really awesome experience. Um, it was my, so I had done the tour uh, at that point already, but it was the first time I had done the show on an even bigger scale. Like it was even bigger scale than the tour. Some of the people that were on the Broadway sh- version were in the show. Um, and the uh, set moved like robotically, and I was like, "Wow!" On tour, there's a person doing that. <laughs> um, so it was it was exciting. It was really exciting. Yeah, like whereas like uh, having, I guess, like I mean, it's one of the biggest regional theaters, and you on tour, where it's like, "Oh, wait, we can actually like automate that." That's <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. Now, I mean, some a lot of tours still do automation and things, but at that time. My tour, the tour I was on, we didn't, we didn't have, we just didn't have all that at the time. But you know, Paper Mill was very exciting. Well, it depends on the theater too. Exactly, exactly. depends on the theater. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I've seen some of like my favorite shows at other theaters, and it's like, oh, that's an interesting mm-hmm. way of okay. So we're not going to, okay, yeah, we're not going to do that. <laughs> Paper Mill really made the magic happen, and it was really, it was really exciting, and they were really, really, really great to me. It was really a good time. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, and no, I love that theater. We um we've seen a bunch of shows there. Mm-hmm. Most recently, we saw The Wanderer oh, there. How was that? I just went. I just went to go see Joey McIntyre. <laughs> of course, of course, that was my draw oh, for the show. Oh, but I, 
ended up loving the show mm-hmm. and i really hope it comes to broadway and i hope a lot of people see right. it it was really just an amazing show mike wartella okay oh my god really okay 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 uh, yes yes it was such a good show we were originally supposed to go on april 13th because uh-huh. i at the time i had wednesdays on. <laughs> and the show actually got canceled and i was like no, no. so they moved it to the end of the run which kind of I'm thankful okay. for because it saved me a lot of money because had I had seen it on the 13th and knew I had a bunch more chances to see it, I would have continued to go back because the show was really was that, that good. good. Okay, good. First, I go for Joey McIntyre, stay for the show. Okay, okay, okay. That's, yeah. that's a good that's no, it was, a good It was definitely amazing. Okay. Oh my gosh. Yes, yes, definitely. And you've also done a variety of different shows at a place you're familiar with, 54 Below. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> what's your what's been your favorite show to do there and why? You know what? My favorite show. And it was like pick your favorite child. Right. <laughs> true, true. But I think I, I think I, I think I know my favorite one. Um because I got to I got to play a character twice um when I sang. So we did a staff show. It was like a Halloween staff show. And um, I saw the video. Yes. Uh, that was so much fun for me. So my friend um, designed this like, um, he's a designer. He didn't design that for me, but he designed these like body suits. So I saw one that looked like a snake to me. I was like, oh, the mass Singer. I want to do a song and wear a mask the entire time. And it's going to be a song <laughs> about a mask, wearing a mask. And I sang this masquerade by, uh, I think it's George Benson. Hope I'm, yes, I think that's correct. Hope I'm correct. Um, and it was great. It was so much fun. And I actually believe I tripped people up until the end. I was like, wow, no one actually knows this is me. It felt kind of great. Because um, I ripped the mask off the, at the end and everyone screamed. It was great. Um, but then the other number we did, we did a number from, from six and um, five women from A Picture Below and myself <laughs> did the um, six ex-wives uh, number. And it was yeah, it was really, really fun. And we, we, I mean, I don't know, I don't know if like, I don't, I, don't, I think we're at like 20, 30,000 views. I'm not sure. I don't know. We're at a lot of views. I'm not sure if that's viral or not, but to me, <laughs> to me, it's pretty great. I missed that video. I'm going to have to check this out. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty fun. It's fun. Yeah. <laughs> so which, which one of the wives did, did, uh, did you say? I was for? Anne of Cleves. She's my favorite. Yeah, yeah. I haven't seen the show. I know, I know, I know, I know. <gasps> I haven't seen it yet, but I've heard all the music. I've listened to the album and all that. Okay. I like Chris a little less. <laughs> no, I'm just, I'm working so much. I yeah. know, I know, I know. But I, know. I need to make more yeah. time. I need to make more time to go see shows and just do things to just enjoy, honestly. Well, that's like with me when I'm at my show. Mm-hmm. I can't. You can't. Exactly. They have. Because you're doing the show. Exactly. Doing the show. Yeah, like, how can I do both? Yes, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. It's like, but sometimes, um, my boss is really cool. Sometimes if we have like, a sh- if our show starts at seven, but another show starts at eight, we have enough time to, if our show is there, yeah, we have enough time because if we are early, meaning we don't take for the whole show. Right. We can leave half hour in, which is normally what we would do if we were early, mm-hmm. and still get to the theater enough time. I mean, you can make it to any theater. Yes. In a half yes, hour. Yes, so, absolutely. You know. That's perfect. Although, I did make it 
right before one of mine and Susan's friends was in Kinky Boots uh-huh. and he was on his Lola. And we were like, I got to go. My show started at eight. Their show started at eight. <laughs> but luckily, it was almost right around the corner. So I made it there just in time for his entrance. Oh, perfect. Oh, that's right. Because you have a minute. Okay, perfect. Perfect. Yeah. I was like, I told him, I was like, I was like, my friend is on for Lola. Gotta go. Gotta go. <laughs> like, I never ran so fast in my life. Oh, that's perfect. That's perfect. Speaking of, I want to see in the same theater. I want to see Moulin Rouge. I haven't seen that yet either. I that. Oh, it's good. It's good. We saw it. We saw it before uh, Aaron today. Okay. Left. Okay. We haven't seen the the new cast yet. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. It's definitely an interesting show. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. All right. And you were also nominated for a Broadway World Cabaret Award yeah. in 2021 for Best Ensemble Soloist. Yes. What was going through your mind when you found out that you were nominated for an award? I was excited because I've never been really nominated for much before. <laughs> so I was very excited, um, obviously. That was very exciting. Um, and it, I was excited because I remember the show or that, you know, that the nomination came from. It was I felt good about the show. Um, it was a really good time, so it was nice that someone else received that. So it was very fun. Yeah, and I can always say that now. Yeah. <laughs> I can always say I was nominated, so yeah. it's nice. Did you sing for a McDonald's commercial? I did. Okay, so <laughs> so I used to do this um, Black History Month show. Um, we would tour around to uh, schools um, in, like, I guess tri-state area for the most part. And sometimes we would fly out a little bit and do some stuff, but we were sponsored by McDonald's. So we would always get free McDonald's. A lot of places we went and then um, McDonald's was like, well, we're doing this commercial and we need people to sing. (laughs) And we sang on the commercial. (laughs) And and now I'll forever be able to say also, I was in McDonald's commercial. It was pretty great. It was pretty great. Um, we went to this, it was a whole went to the studio in Midtown. Um, I think we we had done two shows at uh, a middle school and our elementary school earlier in the day, and then we went to the studio and did um, maybe like two hours of recording. And I think we ended up having another school <laughs> to go after that. Um, and then the next thing you know, within like two weeks, you know, we we get back like what the song sounds like. We're like, oh, this is cool. But then we hear it on the radio. that was the video that i saw and i was like i was like i have to ask him about this i was like that's pretty cool i hear you talking about radio you know yes it was really exciting we were very excited it was i know like i said i saw the video (laughs) (laughs) yes 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 cool so as you can see i've done a really deep dive on your social media Yes, I appreciate it. I love that. I love these questions. No one's ever asked me these things. No, yeah, I I love it. I was like, I was like, I need to find something. I think I may have found something, but I quite don't know what it is. So it's actually just, this is really just a question for me. Okay. So I think it was back in North Carolina. You performed with Performance Edge. So what is Performance Mm -hmm. Edge? And was that like, um, like an introduction to musical theater or something? Was that like a, um, actually, very much so. Wow. Oh, wow. Yeah. So when I was in high school, well, okay. When I, when I was in high school in ninth grade, I moved from Mississippi to North Carolina, but I was very sad because I had just got into the drama club and I was so excited. And I came to North Carolina and I was trying to get into a magnet school 
that had um, like arts programs and I couldn't get into one because it wasn't close to the, the house that we ended up staying in. So um, my mother took me and my sister outside of school to this audition. I begged her and begged her and begged her and begged her and begged her for like a year. Um, and I had, you know, done little things in school, of course. Um, and, you know, but she took me and my sister and it was for Cinderella and we didn't book it. But the person playing the keyboard was a vocal teacher to high school students. And she had a show choir performance camp that she had been running for a few years at that point. And she saw us and she kept our information and she called my mother um, and had us come in for something else. So they were doing a uh, younger people's version of Children of Eden. So we ended up doing that show and it was great. It was a wonderful experience. But because of that, I was part of her show choir camp, Performance Edge. And I did that for my junior and senior year um, of high school, like in the summer. Then my sister joined later on. And at that point, I was a camp counselor and some pretty, really amazing performers that are on Broadway now um, were in that school, like Charlie Williams, who's been on Broadway a bunch of times. He choreographs for everything. But um, I believe I was his camp counselor at one point. <laughs> but he was so, he was like obviously going to be a star at that point. It was so obvious then. So it was, this is not, it's not even surprising. Um, but there are many more people. That's just one person I can think of off the top of my head. But it was a really, really great experience. And it definitely introduced me to musical theater, period. Um, and it just gave me um, a little confidence that, you know, I was, I was able to do this, that I could do this, that this was something that I could pursue. Um, and I got to meet people that were like-minded, but also the woman that ran the company, she kind of took me under her wing. Yeah, she just kind of helped me. And it was, it was really great. It was really, really great. I'm, yeah, wow. <laughs> Glad you found that. And they're still going strong. Performance Edge is still going strong in North Carolina. If you're there, go see the show choir camp shows in the summer. It's really oh, great. Well, big thank you to her because we, we yeah. got to know. Oh, oh, and, and she, oh, used to teach Ariana DeBose. That's where oh. Ariana DeBose came from. She came from that whole, that whole moment as wow. well. So, yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Lisa Blair Hawkins. Like her name. She's, pre she's pretty amazing. Thank you, Lisa. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she's pretty great <laughs> oh that's awesome that's very very awesome yeah and so yeah. what was what are some of the shows that you did in school like I guess before you started with performance edge yeah so and I, I well I didn't do any theater in college at all um I was doing it outside of college but not in college if that makes any sense I was in school but I was doing th theater at the professional that's why I did Smokey Joe's when I was 19 but I wasn't in my college but in high school, I did, um, oh man, what did I do? The first show we did in high school, Anything Goes. Uh, that was really great. <laughs> I played the captain. <laughs> um, it was fun. My senior year, we did Clue, the musical, and I played Mr. Body. He was kind of the narrator. Um, and the director was like, you know, I just want you to be yourself. Just be, and at the time, I think Fresh Prince was still popular. I don't think it was still on TV, but I think it was still popular. She was like, you know, be like that. <laughs> so, so that's what I did. Um, yeah, but also in high school, I did a lot of um, like choral singing and choral competitions and things like that. So I was at the All-State competition and all that and the Arms Choir. Wow. I'm like learning all this stuff about you that I'm like loving. 
that's really what this is all about. It's really just me asking questions. Yes. I just want to know stuff. I, I'll, yes, I'll, and I'll tell you stuff. <laughs> <laughs> you are doing a deep dive, though. This is stuff I have no, no one's ever asked me this stuff before. This is great. Deep dives or what? Because I feel like there are certain points that will have shaped somebody's career that maybe people yeah. don't know about. Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. like, you know, like I've, I, I, I asked this of, of, of a lot of people and I'm going to ask you now, too. What was mm-hmm. was there like one show where you're like, I want to do that? Like, did you I don't know. Did you see like, you know, like cats when you were little or whatever? <laughs> well, yes, actually, there are this two shows, kind of two people, but two shows. But mostly it's because of these two people. So when I was in high school, uh, my mother again. <laughs> was like raising money to send me on this uh this this theater trip my junior year of high school to new york city to see it was actually um april of 2001 um oh i just aged myself don't tell nobody <laughs> but it's my junior year of high school but we came to the city and we saw four shows we saw annie get your gun we saw just 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 to, just to stop you right there for mm-hmm. a minute my my junior high school was in the 90s okay so don't Okay, okay. Continue. <laughs> okay, okay. So we're good. So we're good. Okay, okay. <laughs> but we saw um, Annie Get Your Gun. We saw Fosse with Anne Ryan King and B.B. Newworth. I did not know what I was seeing at the time. You know, I didn't know what I was getting. But now I'm like, you saw that. I, I didn't realize that. But the other two shows that we saw, um, we saw Aida and Heather Headley. Um, it's just like... <laughs> She just blew my, she blew my, she blew my mind. She blew my mind. And the fact that she was a dark skinned black woman, I was like, wow, like we're here. Like, I'm not a woman, but you know what I'm saying? A dark skinned person on stage. I was like, wow. And then uh, the next day I went and saw Chicago and Deidre Goodwin was in it. And for that same reason, but obviously different talents, but the same effect on me. Um, oh, and then Deidre Goodwin directed the Smokey Joes that you saw. So for me, that was the whole, you know, experience. But Aida and Chicago, surprisingly, yeah, were really, really like, say, oh yeah, okay, I'm gonna do, I'm, I'm moving here when I get out of high school. I'm gonna move here. I'm doing this. This is that's it. This is what's gonna happen. Um, and then now yeah. here, I love Aida. Well, I've I've seen every Disney show that's been on Broadway because I'm really mm-hmm. I'm, I'm a Disney girl. So okay. hey, hey, oh, we, we're it. doing this show now. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> yeah. But no, I mean, I saw I saw Heather Headley as well. And she's just like very, very little times will I actually really go there. Like my jaw will be on the floor. But she is mm-hmm. like one person that I'm like. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She's yeah. incredible. Yeah. I, yeah. I can still I can still like see it. I can still see it. And yeah. I was 17. But, oh, yeah. yeah, she's incredible. When I was seventeen, my Italian class went on a trip to Italy, mm-hmm. and my grandparents were like, "Do you oh, want to wow. go to Italy?" And I'm like, "Sure, by myself, just my class. <laughs> no, <laughs> nothing bad can happen." And then I ended up coming home with a broken finger. Oh no! But I but went. I went. Anyway. It was fun. It was fun. Yeah, yeah. and it was so funny yeah. because like. Yeah, yeah. Everybody's always talks to a lot. A lot of my friends like, oh my gosh, when I went, we went on a trip to like a Broadway show, and it's kind of something my whole life that I've taken for granted because I've I've grown up here. 
I've seen Burlington like my entire mm-hmm. life. It's my whole you know backyard now, and that's what I that's where I work now. Right. But it's always so funny when I'm like, yeah, you know, people are like, oh, and I just you know like we're here from so and so, we're here from you know California, we're here from Michigan. Like you know we've never seen a actual show on on, on Broadway, and it's still kind of like a, a wild thing to me that people haven't. But I understand that there are a lot of people that can travel and do this, and I take for granted that it's just right there <laughs> it's right, right here for you yeah yeah i think i take it for granted because i don't i don't i don't go and grab it as much as i should because i should I'm, I'm here i'm here so i should you know yeah yeah but i would i don't know what i would do if i had grown up here <laughs> oh man yeah some of the shows that i know were around when i was was not here you know i wasn't here yet I'm like oh, i wish i wish i'd been here yeah <laughs> And you've also performed with the USO show troupe many occasions. You've traveled a lot of places with them, too. Where's been your favorite place to travel to and your favorite place to perform? The Kwajalein Atoll. <laughs> yeah, so it's the, we, I, I did this one, uh, no, yeah, it was, it was the one, it was one trip. It was a lot of places, but one trip. So we went to uh, the Marshall Islands, um, but there was this place, this military base called uh Kwajalein Atoll it's an atoll I guess that's a particular type of island uh, I went there I went to Guam and Hawaii but uh Guam was pretty great too but Kwajalein was a very very small island it was literally only a military base um we made friends with one of the uh captains there and his beautiful beautiful home right on the water but the island is literally about a mile long um, and at one point, you can stand on it and see both sides of the ocean, <laughs> which is really strange. Um, and there weren't a lot of vehicles, like um, cars, on there. Um, so we rode around in bicycles everywhere. Um, and they, when we got there, they said, okay, so you're going to stay in these tents. And we were like, what? I, I didn't stay in a tent. I stayed in something that felt like barracks, kind of. It was the hotel, but it felt like barracks. But um, the three women that were with me, they stayed in these things that were supposed to be tents. But you look from the outside, it looks like this small dome. And we open the door. It's a whole apartment house somehow. I don't, it's, it felt like Narnia or something. <laughs> it was really strange, but it definitely wasn't a tent. Um, it was pretty great. Um, but we were there for, uh, I want to say about four or five days. Flying there was very scary. Um, but because when you got off, you had to like hop off certain islands to get, it was, but it was a really, really cool experience that I couldn't, you know, if I had not been a part of that USO show trip, I could never have experienced that. It's a military base. Yeah. So no one, there weren't a lot of uh, locals on that particular island. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's definitely a unique experience there. Mm-hmm. It was really unique. Yeah. So I guess over, well, it was really over the pandemic, you recorded and self-produced your EP. And it's called the Christopher EP for anybody that's interested. <laughs> go to yeah. soundcloud.com, type in Christopher Brassfield, and it will pop right up. Yes, yes, yes. All the amazing songs on there. All six of them, right? Six? Yes, that's correct. It's them. So were the songs written during the pandemic or were they like, did you have them written beforehand? You just decided like, well, I'm home doing nothing. I might as well just record these. No, these, all of these um, were written during the pandemic. All six of them, actually. Um, I write, I've been writing and have and write all the time. Um, and I've had, I had a few more songs that I started working on before I put this EP out. 
but yeah, all these songs, I wanted, I wanted to specifically put something out that kind of described a little bit of my time during the pandemic and some of it's just fun, but some of the songs specifically describe my time during the pandemic. They're all great. And yeah. uh, it's just like, and, and it's just like, that was just like you in your apartment just recording. Right? It was like, me. Recording. Yes. I, <laughs> I, it was a $500 investment. So I paid, I paid $300 for the uh, microphone a while ago. I didn't do it all at the same time. And then I bought this program logic pro that you can like basically produce your own. You're, you can produce everything yourself. Um, I don't know how to use it that well, <laughs> but I am learning. Um, but I was able to do that. And with the help of some other purchases with like uh, basic tracks to get to add on to, um, I was able to make it work. And I did all the vocal producing myself. I sat in a closet a lot of times. I sang specifically at certain times of the day. So my voice was like fuller in the morning when I was trying to sing low. <laughs> or, or if I had to do a whistle tone, I would wait till um, somehow it's when my voice is, um, this is probably not healthy, so don't do this. I heard Mariah Carey does this also, but my voice is just a little bit tired. Um, the whistle tones are so much easier. It doesn't make any sense. It's probably really terrible, but, or in the morning, they're easier. So, but yeah, I did all those little tricks and then even like adding, like stacking my vocals on top. Um, I would make sure I'm in like perfect voice that day or drink a lot of water that day. So I could repeat the same thing exactly several, several times. Um, but it was, it was a lot of work, but it was a really fun process. It was 2020. There wasn't that much going on so it was nice that i had the time yes i'll record another song right <laughs> and it was i i enjoyed it i loved it i would wake up and i would have my headphones in because i was thinking of something and i would like look for uh tracks and things that would go with what i was thinking i just start writing and i'm not even out of the bed yet uh, so it was, it was really cool that's how i do my questions for them like keep my phone at my my bedside oh i should ask that yeah <laughs> Actually, I don't. It's really not that involved. It's like two days social media drive. <laughs> All right, here we go. Well, you are doing great so far because these are great. Very organized. No, no, these are great. I love these questions. I love these questions so much. So, if you could be in any show, mm -hmm. past or present, mm -hmm. which show would it be? Who would you play, and why? This is a question people ask me all the time, and I never know the answer. Because I don't know. I think I all I, I a lot of times I <laughs> well one, I am not a big musical theater head as I should be. <laughs> one. But two, um Oh, I oh we can change that. <laughs> no, I went to I went to school, I went to musical theater school, so I do know I do know some stuff, but I could be a bigger musical theater head. But I also want to do roles that people don't normally see me as but sometimes it's hard for me to see myself as that so i do know that i want to do Sweeney todd i do know that and i do know that i really 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 want to play marius in litmus i think that would be great i was like oh you should play honor Ross. no i don't want i don't want to do that i don't want to be the angry student i want to be the want to be the lover yeah that's what i want to do yeah so i'm so maybe that's it that's 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 what it is i think litmus i think i think that's it okay good job I never know. I think are we do for Lamez revival think soon. So. Probably. <laughs> I mean, the way it's been going, probably. But do we need that right now? I don't know. I don't know. I think we could wait. Probably yeah. not. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they seem to be reviving like the shows like way quicker right. now. Right. Maybe it's just or maybe it's 
more than I think, and I think it would like just happen. No, I think you know, I, like I think, I, right. feels, it, I think you're right. Yeah, it's been like three or four times, and it hasn't been that long. So yeah, no, it definitely. Yeah. Hasn't been <laughs> Any upcoming projects that you're involved in that you want to share about or can share about? Yes. Um. Well, there's some things soon. I'm going to do Ain't Misbehaven at the Rev. It is. It's called the Rev now. I believe it used to be called uh, Merry Go Round. But I'm going to do that. I believe the show runs September 21st through October 11th. Um, and I'm very excited. Tyrone Robinson is directing it. I think he's really awesome. Um, I worked with him on Book of Mormon. He was an actor at the time. So I'm very excited to to work with him in a different capacity. But he he's always had that, um, I want to say teacher-like energy. So I can imagine his direction is very nurturing and um indirect but but i think it's going to be in a way that i'm going to be able to receive it and really really enjoy the project so i'm excited about that i'm very excited about that cool more traveling i have to do no <laughs> <laughs> yeah we'll be in auburn new york i think it's like four hours away something like that listen i've always i've told all of you guys that if i can if I can make it, I will be there. And if not, I will send you the video. <laughs> and before we get to our last question, I would just like to remind our listeners that if they like what they hear, they can support this podcast by going to buymeacoffee.com forward slash at this podcast. Where can people go to find out more about you? Well, I do not have a website right now. I'm sorry, bad actor. But... You can find me on my social media, um, Instagram, oh, so Chris B. Um, and Facebook, I'm just Christopher Brassfield. But I always post um, any upcoming shows and any upcoming information. And when my website is back up, you will see it there. And you can also find me on SoundCloud. Just type in Brassfield. You'll see me. My EP is called the Christopher EP. It's more of a demo, but we'll be on Spotify soon. Stay tuned. There'll be a project coming out. The, the goal is for Valentine's Day. So we'll see. I'm excited now. <laughs> <laughs> and no, it's, it's really, really good. You guys definitely need to go to SoundCloud.com. And please, please, please check, check it out. It's really, really awesome. I loved it. I loved it. Thank you. Thank you. So, Chris, thank you so, so much for coming on. Thank so you so much you. for having me. We have a good time with you. <laughs> this has been really great. Right, this and hopefully, really great. I'll, hopefully I'll see you at brunch soon. Yes, yes, I hope so too. I'll, 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 I'll let you know. You'll know. I'll talk to Travis. Please tell him. <laughs> I text Travis all the time. He's probably like, like I'm gonna block her. <laughs> no, he loves you. He loves you. We all love you. Oh my goodness! All right, so thank you. Hopefully, see you right. soon. <laughs>